Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betch Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Lily Tamaris. And this is the Betch Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy Tuesday after a... Deliciously long weekend. How was your weekend, Millie? What'd you get up to? Did too much, Amanda. Really? On Friday. Fr- you know, you know, my weekends are action packed. Yeah. Friday, I went to emo pop punk karaoke, and uh, with a live band. Wow. And um, it was crazy. Saturday, I did. I was hungover all Saturday. Like, no voice, I expect. Deep, deep, and then I was watching Star Wars, hungover, and and then we got ordered, a message from somebody that was just like standing your Star Wars uh, era. I have watched. I'm like halfway through. I'm almost. But okay, yes, I I have a lot of thoughts. I don't want to alienate anyone. Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> this is why we need a Patreon or stuff that we can say. Uh, uh, say offline, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, semi offline. Just only those to the people that are that are interested enough to pay a couple dollars a month. Yeah, just to hear my hot hot takes because I'm just like, I'm like, listen, I'm watching the TV shows, the anime. Uh, girl, I'm deep. The universe. So again, the universe. You could start a whole other podcast. I could start a whole other podcast. Million Star Wars. I think you should really document uh, that journey. That journey for yourself. Our our Martin Luther King Day content really was prescient because they really these clown Republicans really took our video concept uh, to life. Just the emptiest statements, the emptiest quotes. Amanda, like three, I read three statements that were literally <laughs> the ex, almost word for word the statement. Our like, starting statement? The starting statement of today we honor Martin Luther King. Like literally that's Abbott, Mitch McConnell's yeah. like, today we honor Martin Luther King. Um, I saw comments- one, um, Victoria Sparts. She's the one that she's like Ukrainian American and she was all over CNN. She was one of the Republican holdouts. Hers was one where, and I saw two of these yesterday where it was a quote, but like the quotes began and they didn't close until the end of like, and that is my, anyway, I can't really, the most thoughtless statements ever, but was there an interesting comment on our video? On our video, someone was like, yeah, uh, okay, why don't you just make, why don't you do the Democrats or Biden next? Uh, (laughs) Okay. I was just like. No, I'm yeah, not you know, because I really did toy with whether I should make the top copy politicians, but no, making their rather than it was Republicans coming up with their MLK Day statement. But no, 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 we we double down on our beliefs in this in this family. Yeah, no, um, it's also like Democrats. Listen, I will never. You know, we're honest about Democrats. We're not going to be like Democrats are perfect. Whatever, they're not banning books. Right. And they're about not MLK. Right. About That's MLK the point. and like biography. They're not act they're not trying to stop people from voting. Like, come on. It's not the same. And I literally just blocked that guy. <laughs> uh I, I you know what? You make one you, you No, have, I agree. 
There's literally no, I have no tolerance. Uh, on sup, I can't always do it. I, sometimes in heated moments, like I'll, there's always just somebody in there. It's like the most depressing list you'll ever see, honestly, Millie. And I hope nobody but me ever has to see it is the list of the banned words for the sup comments. Uh, like the things that I have to ban. It's oh the N words in there. What, what Trump called COVID. Just these. Just, just the ways we don't refer to trans people anymore. It's a very, very long list. I've also tried to add things to get rid of the robot comments, but I can't. Those bots, they just get around it. <laughs> it's like promote on uh, at New York. Come. There's like, okay, so some of it is like, okay, promote on Brooklyn comments. But then some of it's like, okay, you have a whole Instagram dedicated to beach content. I bet you there's one that's like, Promote this tweet on MLK quote, like yes. Instagram. Oh, God. What a world. What a what world. A world. Happy, happy MLK weekend. It of was course. a great January weekend. And you know what? Sadly, it's been nice. It's been nice weather. Yesterday <laughs> was lovely because we really are. We're, we're getting right into the point where seasonal depression is really going to limit, going to limit us. But one thing that you can do in the winter is you can go to the movies. Mm-hmm. One movie you may have heard of. Is Avatar, The Way of Water, this little film. It is on its way to becoming the sixth movie in history to gross $2 billion in sales globally. And that's what James Cameron said was required to make the film profitable. That was his like self-imposed goal because it costs two fucking billion dollars to make. I kept like trying to find out how much it costs to make. I think that two billion figure also includes like all of the marketing around it. Cause they really all of the marketing was like, you better fucking go to IMAX. <laughs> If you're going to see this movie. So just before we get into this, you know, this made me curious about just the highest grossing movies ever. And Millie and I are looking at a list. The top one is just the first Avatar, then Avengers, (laughs) and then Titanic, and then just another list. But does anything on this uh, list surprise you, Millie? Um, Frozen 2. Yeah. Being 13. Frozen 2, but not Frozen 1. Have you seen Frozen 2? I have not seen Frozen 2, no. But Frozen I don't have kids two. or like nieces or nephews or anything. Frozen 2 is a white guilt mm. movie, actually. Like, sounds like I need to watch it. Yeah, I know you should. It's about colonization and indigenous, indi- well, but like indigenous white people. Mm. But still, interesting. Um, but big everything theme for these top 10. Colonization huh? allegories is a big a theme. A lot, I know, which is fucked up. Not, I don't know if there's one in Furious 7. No, there's not. Okay. <laughs> but again, this is what gets me is like when it's the sequels, but the originals mm-hmm. don't. That's what get like Top Gun isn't on here, but Top Gun Maverick is. And Jurassic right. World, which Jurassic Park is not, but Jurassic World is. The Lion King is here, which is okay. That makes sense. It was an iconic movie. Uh, first, first Disney. Yeah, movie there's in some, there's definitely something all, out. All, all animals. Yeah, some of these also 15 is Black Panther. So there are some in here that are like that are pretty that are pretty impressive and meaningful. But anyway. How many have you seen, Amanda? Have you oh, seen Jesus. Avengers? Yeah, yeah. Endgame? I don't I haven't paid paid attention to it really, but I've definitely seen all those. You seen all, I've never seen Furious 7. I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick. I'll read Everyone's, the list. I'll read the list. It's yeah, Avatar, yeah. yes. <laughs> Avengers Endgame, yes. Titanic, yes. Star Force The Force Awakens. I'm sure I've seen it. Has he, have you made it there yet? I haven't made it. I don't think I've made it there yet. I feel like it's the newer Star Wars. Is that the one with Adam from Girls? I think so, I yeah. started my Girls we watch, re- rewatch this weekend. You know, I like have some thoughts of Lena Dunham, but... No, many thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on Lena Dunham, but then I watch clips on TikTok and I'm like, damn. 
It's Am really good. Go? You oh. should watch. It's, oh, I don't know. If, it's just laugh out loud funny. Like, it's, okay. And it's just bizarre to watch. Like if you watched it in your like early mid-20s, if you, did, if you didn't, you might not have the same experience. And then also as like a privileged, you know, white woman in the city. But then watch it in like your early 30s. It's just a completely – it's a completely different experience. Like the characters I relate to have totally changed. The characters yeah. I think are annoying have totally changed. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny to watch. I've, uh, I've uh, very much enjoyed it. Between okay. all the movies I watch, which include – oh, let's finish the list. Avengers, Infinity War. How did I get to girls from – okay. Sorry. Oh, no. Adam. Adam people, Driver. People, are, like, people are sorry. Listeners are like, what's the list? Okay. Yeah. Adam, <laughs> Avengers, Infinity War, Spider-Man No Way Home, Avatar Way of Water, is Seven, Jurassic World, The Lion King, The Original Avengers, Furious Seven, wow. Top Gun Maverick, Frozen 2. Now, here's also where I'm thinking, um, this is also probably inflation. Oh, like, oh. Because, yeah, like. Yeah, definitely. It, was, it probably made two, you know, a lot of these, like, of course, The Lion King is an iconic movie, so a lot of fucking people mm-hmm. watched it. But I'm also like, I don't think Top Gun Maverick is bigger than Frozen 1. Yeah. But it came out recently. So, you know, it's kind of like NBA scores. Of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like back in the day, the the average game was only a certain amount of points, but now people score more three. Anyway, yeah, this list just definitely feels uh, very very recent. But Avatar, like we said, the second one is gonna is gonna break that list. So Millie, let's discuss if we've seen it and liked it. We both saw it. We both. I saw, saw it. it. Did you see it in IMAX? Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> IMAX three D. Yes. Why weren't you happy about it? You were dragged kicking and screaming. I was dragged kicking and screaming. Um, you know, I, my excuse was that I can't leave the dog alone because I was in Daytona. Oh, I watched yeah. it in the movie theater in Daytona, so I couldn't leave the dog alone. My and mom my- is definitely listening and she's nodding along because when I'm at home, I really won't leave the dog alone because they're stressed. And yeah, it's a long movie. We only went because we had Morty in daycare for the day. Yeah. No, my mom was like, my mom doesn't even like, to, but she's like, I'll stay yeah. with the dog. Oh. But I was trying to get out of it all day. Yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah. originally was like, I'm not going. Everyone can go, whatever. Um, I got, uh, you know, iconically got too high that day mm. uh, in, around my family. Uh, so that and was Avatar. It. And then we went to Avatar and it was not good. My family got pissed at me because I, I told you that I was laughing <laughs> at a part that was <laughs> Okay. Were you laughing at the part when they you, which you, part? Like the whale attack? Like the really intense one? Not the whale attack. Okay, because the thing about Avatar is that it's eight movies in one. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of shit. And there's one of the movies in the eight movies is Free Willy. So it's a part where this kid has a connection. The this badass kid has a connection with a whale, like a four-eyed whale. Yeah. And then he's speaking to the whale in indigenous whale language. And the whale whale speaks sign language. Or in whale language. sign language oh. and it's captioned. And the boy said, Why don't you tell me what happened to you? Yeah. And the whale responds, and the, the subtitles in papyrus, and it says, It's too painful. Guys, I lost my shit. No one in the movie was laughing except for me. Packed movie theater on like the day after Christmas. My family was fucking livid with me. Oh, man. Uh, I I definitely didn't occur to me to laugh at that point because I guess I was in the emotion of it all. But it is hilarious to hear you recount it. Yeah, you really – you just have to buy into it before you go. That's why I would say if you haven't gone yet – 
it, I don't think it's worth your time if you don't go in IMAX 3D. For me, it's kind of like, and this is unpopular. I don't love musicals. No. I don't like listen to show tunes or anything. I didn't really grow up like watching the movies, but I enjoy going to Broadway shows because I live in New York City. And to me, they really are kind of like the height of human talent and just yeah. to be able to like behold that for Set a period design. of time. Yeah. And Custom the voices change. and just – and the dancing and what these people sound like. Like, yeah, it's not my favorite genre, but just to like behold that – Mm-hmm. Is 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 something worth doing to me? And I kind of feel the same thing about Avatar. Like the story's fine, James Cameron is myth, which we'll talk about. But it is pretty like a, it is amazing to be like Jesus. You can make of this is all fake. Like they they built this out of nothing. Not necessarily the story. I credit more like the imagery and the the UX and the not UX FX. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like it could have been a series. It could have been a yeah. Disney Plus 10 episode series. Do you remember when you used to always say you watched Avatar, the, the last airbender, the last and airbender. I didn't know what that was? And I just thought you were, Millie was always, I was like, oh, our new podcast. I was just always rewatching Avatar. Yeah, I'm addicted. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Listen, the whole time I'm watching Star Wars, I'm like, this is not Avatar, the last airbender. <laughs> and would never. Um, that's all I have to say. Yeah. But. Before we get into the suppy stuff to criticize about yes. the movie, yes. how what other notes do you have on it just as like a, a film? I just feel like when we're talking about things that are lauded, things are that are criticized from black people yeah. and lauded from white people. Tyler Perry, very <laughs> problematic, whatever. He gets fucking a big criticism is that he doesn't have a writer's room. He writes everything himself, whatever, which I feel like it's fair. It's deserved. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is that smoke for James Cameron? An hour of this movie could have been cut out. The kids are doing the same dumbass mistakes over and over. Yeah. They literally say it in the film. They're like, this girl's like, I can- this girl got kidnapped twice in the same like 10 minutes. <laughs> she got kidnapped, rescued, and then kidnapped I was confused again. about that too. Yeah, and then she said, oh no, not again. And I'm like, I hate this fucking movie. So I'm just like, James Cameron, no one's ever told him no. No right. one's ever yeah, edited. Yeah. It's like, it, and it's just like, it really did not have to. And then everything was so predictable. It was like, okay, like, at the beginning, it's like, oh, you could have been killed. It's like, oh, okay, that kid was killed at the end. Like, Come on. Yeah. I don't know. And it's what just, about it's you, Amanda? What is your criticism? Like you said, like, I don't know. I'm kind of, I was just sitting there and I was enjoyed it. And I was like, I walked out and I never thought about it again, you know? So for me, it's like, that's when I know a movie was good as if I keep thinking about it. But I was like, it was a fine yeah. way to spend a couple hours. But like you, there was just a lot of nonsensical things about it. And for a movie that's going to cost $2 billion and basically like James Cameron to feel entitled that every person on earth see it. Yeah, I think there could be a little bit more to it. But also when you want it to appeal to that many people, it's going to be like very, very broad. I just couldn't get over the 14-year-old having Sigourney Weaver's voice. Oh, my God. Like that was bizarre. And that that's also another thing is that if you're going to base characters off of Native Americans and indigenous people, why are you hiring a 74-year-old white woman to be the voice who's got plenty, plenty of work? Sigourney Weaver's probably got plenty to do to be the voice of, of a 14-year-old. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying, he loves airplanes, he loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So this does feel like a good time to discuss some of the controversies around the Avatar films and James Cameron, specifically the charges from Native Americans and other indigenous people that the film not only dangerously appropriates and misrepresents their history to fulfill like a white savior complex, but also specific things that James Cameron has said. So they know this and they suspect this specifically because of things that the director has said, and we'll get to that in a moment. But Cameron has said many times that Avatar is an allegory for colonization in North and South America by brutal Europeans. He's very like, this was terrible. I'm not, this was unequivocally bad. I want to show how bad it was. And while Cameron says he spent a lot of time with Native communities in the Amazon preparing to write Avatar, and he credits Native American history as a driving force of the film, how exactly Native history is that driving force? It just seems kind of problematic in one very glaring way. In 2009, note 2009, this was around the time when the first one came out, Cameron told The Guardian that in creating Avatar, he basically imagined he was back in time watching the Lakota Sioux and imagining their mindset as they were being killed and displaced, or he said like agreeing to compensation. Then he said, and this part's a quote, this was a driving force for me in the writing of Avatar. I couldn't help but think that if they had a time window and they could see the future and they could see their kids committing suicide at the highest suicide rates in the nation because they were hopeless and they were a dead-end society, which is what's happening now, they would have fought a lot harder. Oh, my God. Oh, sometimes <laughs> problematic things that people say you have to have a layer of understanding to understand. You know, these are new things. But, no, I don't think there's any ambiguity to uh, – they they sh they would have fought harder had they seen how bad it would how bad it would get and okay so this these comments were resurfaced ahead of this movie my first question is like do you think he would have said this in 2023 and does it matter like it i don't know and i don't know it really feels like i mean he's he's not even lakota so it it just reminds me of a Kanye quote. I mean, when everyone's talking about Kanye West and canceling Kanye, like one, you know, which is whatever, but it's like a lot of people canceled him for, for thoughts like this, you know, where mm -hmm. he was like, mm. if I was a slave, yes, I would have ran right. away or something. <laughs> so when all these people are like cancel Kanye, it's like a lot of people did. And it's just like, but it's like to be out, an outsider, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's even worse. And again, like the suicide rates are a lot, are a lot of, um, it's a huge problem in the Native American community. And there's a lot about generational trauma too, of like, they were like, th these kids are suffering because of the suffering, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Their ancestors survived all of this and the kids right. feel the burden. So it's not even like, yeah, I don't know. I think that it, the thing is that James Cameron is in such a position, like you're saying, what do you say this in 2023? And to me, I said, he's so protected and has mm-hmm. made so much money that he's so insulated and he doesn't, it's just like Gwen Stefani. It's like, she doesn't even know why that's wrong to say that mm-hmm. she's Japanese. It's like, he doesn't even know. So I'm like, he probably would say this and doesn't matter. No, like, yeah. Because I don't know. We just keep That's giving this man money. Yeah. He's yeah, and we're not talking a lot of times when we talk about things people say, we're like, well, this person's twenty-five years old, you know. Mm-hmm. James Cameron's a whole ass man. I do think it's I do think it's kind of interesting that after that criticism for the second one, he made it see people that have never existed. So you could avoid like maybe maybe some of that criticism. But like you said, I think what the what the movies are really good at in terms of conveying colonization is just showing the the complete brutality and how much they dehumanized. I think you can show how much they dehumanized Native Indigenous peoples without having to literally not make them human. But like mm. in the movies, it's like I keep even waiting for some of the, you know, human turned characters to have some sort of empathy or humanity and they never do. It never happens. And so it's just strange to me that he would have the point of view that then – maybe there could have been more fighting to be done because at every opportunity, like you're showing that these people, that these people were, could, could simply not be beat. And then it pissed me off. Honestly, one plot point I do not like is that when uh, Sam Worthington is like, goes to the sea people and he's like, Hey, like, can you, can you come like hoard me? I would have been like, no, no. Because yeah. then that I would have said no. Then don't have your sea chief letting in this dangerous family. He makes all of these, like just, it's just not consistent with that, but it's, it, I think those comments sort of like make me question a lot of things in the film that I did think kind of like powerfully conveyed that. But many Native people and people from Indigenous backgrounds have been like, yeah, don't – why make us blue though? <laughs> and why hire only white actors? And like why why does Sam Worthington have to have dreads, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's just um, – I guess because – if people see them as actually like, it'll be too brutal or too honest, but it's like, it's not that native Americans didn't fight harder. They literally were at such an extreme disadvantage. Like, you know, these, you know, these people had guns and all this, like, it's just so, um, and it's not like there's not still fighting today, you know? Yeah. The native Americans didn't have like flying creatures that went 150 miles to help them take out helicopters. Yeah, exactly. And it's, but yeah. And um, again, they're still fighting today. Like, it's just kind yeah. of really messed up to say. And again, and somebody who like, he could put his money where his mouth is and have like a premiere in the Lakota nation or some kind of thing or have a scholarship mm-hmm. or try Cast to mentor. More. Yeah, or, cast more indigenous people. Cast like, more indigenous people or support indigenous projects. Like, you know, I, I think I was sharing too of like um, a lot of native creators are upset. Yeah. And it's just like, this is the same year. It's really crazy and ironic that this is the same year that um, Rutherford Falls, a comedy about what it's like to be on like reservation and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, got canceled because there wasn't enough interest. And then 
you know. But this is going to be one of the highest. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be one of the highest grossing. And, you know, it's just like, what is he doing with this power? Besides, you know, like, oh, isn't it crazy that this thing here, like, I want to show you. It's like, well, what are you doing now? Like, Mm -hmm. you have so much power now. Are you going to help, you know, tell these stories? Like, that's what I'm saying. It Like, it would be nothing for him to have, like, a film contest of, like, you know, helping Native American filmmakers or all that, Mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure he's done some things, but the fact that we've, like, it's not the first thing. It wasn't in these articles that I read ahead of this. But, yeah, just sort of, like interesting discussion in terms of this this massive movie that everybody is consuming to sort of like peek behind the curtain um a little bit here's all i'll say i'm not i'm never gonna watch it again no never gonna watch it again it's three hours and 12 minutes yeah you gotta take that's, a long break that's what i'm saying though it's like god oh man i can't believe that. i was pretty touched by the t- the tacoon <laughs> oh by the whale oh, by the whales god. by the whales i was uh, just like the right amount of like I know that is so funny. Yeah, you should definitely have imbibed something. It will definitely um, enhance your experience, unless uh, you react like Millie does, which is, which is fine humor in dying, (laughs) dying magical creatures. I laughed when the whale said it's it's too painful (laughs) to to recount the trauma. And guess what, Amanda? An hour later, he says he yeah, tells yeah, the story he does anyway. the whole thing. This yeah. is what I'm saying. It's like, why'd you have us say it's too painful mm-hmm. and then have him tell the story anyway? Mm-hmm. He should have just mm-hmm. told the story right there. We could have skipped an hour. <laughs> That's that is 100 percent true. But whatever. <laughs> Please hire Billy as a script editor on the next <laughs> Avatar as you were putting. It oh my together. god, I would buy a house. Can you imagine how much? I, <laughs> oh, I think like, you could buy a couple that, houses, honey. <laughs> I could buy. Yeah, no, I would buy a uh, one house in New York. <laughs> A one-bedroom apartment. Oh, beautiful. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, so dramatic pivot here, debt ceiling. I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's really like my least favorite type of episode in this political dramedy we're all living in. It's not as fun as speaker vote because it's it's a little scary and it's just like you got a little bit more in the weeds with money stuff, but you're going to be hearing more about it. So I want to make sure we give you some context. For some reason, America imposes a debt ceiling on itself and one that it constantly has to negotiate raising. Somebody listening to this who knows, please tell me why Democrats, when they had control of everything last time, like last year, did not 
get rid of the debt ceiling. Because I think you can do this. Our country is really the only one or among the only ones that has this debt ceiling that we have to keep on changing anyway. And we put ourselves in the position for Republicans to basically hold it hostage. This has happened in a really dramatic fashion in 2011 and again in 2013 under Obama. And on Friday, this is different than government shutdown. So don't get, I usually get those mixed up. But on Friday, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, she sent a note to Congress giving them a heads up that the U.S. would need to be using, she would have to be using extraordinary measures, quote, to keep paying off the country's bills. And to that, I just imagine Janet Yellen starting an OnlyFans. Which is <laughs> extraordinary measures, which is very dramatic. Congressional leader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, would it just be Janet or would it be all of them? <laughs> would it just be American only fan? <laughs> Do your public service and sign up for a shift. Oh my God. Uh, I think what she means though by extraordinary measures, it just moves some money around that she would rather not move around to ensure the US can continue to pay its bills. Like <laughs> if I ran out of money, it's like technically I have a 401k, but I don't I don't want to mess with that. I did that in my early 20s and you pay a heavy penalty. Do never take money out of your 401k. Don't touch it. It's it's an extraordinary measure. But- yeah, I'm like, well, welcome to the <laughs> Welcome to America, Janet. We've all had to fucking move money around to buy eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I know. She's like, it would be an extraordinary measure. It's like to run out of money. Welcome to most of most Americans uh, several times a month. But Janet's, uh, she's only got enough cash to keep us going until June, which I, you know, okay. So I, after, again, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, damn, Janet, you rich till June. Till June, ceiling, I know. That's a really, that's a great emergency fund. It's if the debt ceiling is raised, the U.S. is not raised, rather. The U.S. would default on its payments. And this is always a big drama because that would mean there would be an international economic repercussions if the U.S. you know, doesn't do this. Janet Yellen said in 2017, when there was a slightly less dramatic episode around this, the impact of a default by the U.S. government on its debts would be worse than the collapse of Lehman Brothers in 2008, devastating markets and economy. I sort of think of this as like, you know, when the pandemic happened and we were like, oh, my God, we're all living on a house of cards and no money is real. Like, mm-hmm. Huge companies had to tell the government, like, we're going to run out of money. No small business had enough money to keep going. That's sort of how I feel like this would happen is like there's a ripple effect. Like as soon as the U.S. is not paying its bills, suddenly places do not have liquidity to even pay people Mm -hmm. across the world. So for that reason, you know, Republicans, Democrats, no party wants to be responsible for that. And so for that reason, it usually gets done. But, you know, we just saw with this speaker's vote, we appear to have, you know, a big part of the Republican caucus that does not really care about norms. I I don't really think that the idea that the the, the phrase international economic disaster are are particularly meaningful to them. So I think this year is one that we're really going to be on the edge of our seats, especially because, you know, in the past, Republicans have have really tried to tie spending cuts to raising the debt ceiling. Even to be clear, what you will hear Democrats say all week, this is to pay bills that we that we already have. Like this is, you know, like if if I have if I need to wait till my next paycheck to pay something, but I have a bill that's really due, I, I'm going to put it on my credit card. Like this is to pay yeah. the things that we that we already have. It is it has nothing to do with new spending. But Republicans really like to sort of hitch the two together and say crazy things like let's cut Medicaid. And this year, you know, Kevin McCarthy, in kind of some of his concessions to those group of crazies, was like, I'll make sure that we do not pass a clean uh, debt ceiling increase. That there's going to be something tied to it. So. That will be what we are watching this week and potentially into the weekend because I don't think – I think the debt ceiling, I think it needs to be increased by Thursday. There are a couple workarounds. 
There's a law that allows the U.S. Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, the power to issue platinum coins of any value she wishes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could never have that job. <laughs> platinum <laughs> coins. Of this any country value. is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, what is this, like a rapper's way to solve problems? <laughs> I know. I know. And, and it was apparently like developed for to like help, you know, <clears throat> hobbyists have a broader range of, you know, commemorative coins, but she could do this. She could, people are literally proposing this. They're deciding if it would be better if she um, does a one, two trillion dollar coin, or if she does a $20 billion coin every day. Okay. Honestly, like a number of months. This sounds like Tracy Jordan in Dirty Rock (laughs) coming up with the political, it's like, what if you get 32 trillion dollar coin? Oh, it truly, it truly does. Uh, So that's one workaround. That's obviously the most imperfect solution. There's also (laughs) an interpretation of the 14th Amendment that renders the debt ceiling unconstitutional and Biden could just ignore it. This also just reminds me, like a couple of months ago, um, there was a news story that like it was the first time ever where two women's signature was on money. It was Janet Yellen's and then, oh, I really feel bad. I can't remember who the second person is. It's somebody iconic. Maybe they are head of the federal bank maybe, but they're both women and this was like the first time. And it was one of those where like these days, first women thing, it's like, I don't know, but now Janet's dealing with this. It's like, it's really not that. It took this long to have her name on the money that the country's running out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Glass cliff. Glass cliff. Truly, truly. And, and then, then you know what? If you're Kathy Holchel, you can just make a cliff to fuck over yourself. Yeah, exactly. You just push everybody else off push of it. Off of the cliff. <laughs> um, not me. Not me. She just pushes the car. There's also like some <laughs> random interpretations of the 14th Amendment that are like, actually, the debt ceiling is unconstitutional and Biden can just ignore it because Congress authorizes spending. But it's ultimately Daddy Biden who who writes the checks. So he could just be like, I'm going to spend I'm going to spend the money. There's all these very like you're going to be hearing a lot of like you could do this and then the Constitution does this. There's no clean solution to it. Yeah, other Biden's than- not going to do that. Biden Biden's been holding Biden's someone else who will not do Biden's been pausing the student loans for seven years. <laughs> it's just been pausing and pausing and pausing. Ugh. Like me and my Con Ed bill calling the next it, month yep. and say, I swear I'm going to pay it. Yeah, no, the Constitution just says that we have to, we have to, we can't pay this with real money yet. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely, so I, what I'm going to be looking for is, you know, it's not just a matter of Biden having to resort to these if we're really at the edge of the cliff. The proposals that some of these Republicans might come up with might be so egregious because they might be like, yeah, 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 we're down. We're down. We're totally down. But um, gay people have less rights. And yeah. at that point, you know, Biden's not going to be like, I think he'll he'll take some disappointing concessions, I'm sure, but certainly not like that. And so I think he's going to be start, you know, toying with those even before, you know, even with Republicans claiming that they're giving concessions that they're going to do, you know, let's cut Medicaid, but just for women. This is what I think, right? <clears throat> if I'm a Democrat, I would already offer George Santos $13 and say, say, listen, do not vote with the Republicans. Give him one of the coins. Give Give George Santos a coin that's worth Mm $18.50 and he will sell out anybody. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like maybe, maybe there is some kind, the way that Russia came into America and tried to, cause political chaos 
Democrats need to strategically be doing that to Republicans so that they can cause infighting so that this is clearly their fault and they continue to look disorganized is my strategy for this. Uh, And again, it'll be very cheap because I feel like George Santos, you offer him a free movie ticket and he will. (laughs) Oh my God. You get him out of there for three and a half hours. George, you want to go see Avatar? Avatar. I already saw it. Oh yeah. What happened? Democrats are like, no, but I heard it's, it's glorifies colonization. He's like, I can't wait. Get me there. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Tell him it's a Jewish holiday. You can't be here, George. Uh, who else in the yeah? That's these guys are so stupid that if republic if, if Democrats were smart they would be. Um, but this Causing. is the thing is like there are enough people that will see something like this happen and absolutely blame Biden for. I don't I I know like losing their job. I mean I don't really think we're going to get there. We rarely do. But these these motherfuckers are crazy. They have no yeah. interest in actually governing. Fifteen votes. Yeah. Fifteen votes. That's all I. Yeah, I mean, although, I mean, I suppose with this, like, Democrats could help them get it along. So it's maybe not just the holdouts that you need it, because Democrats obviously unlike policy. But, you know, again, Democrats aren't going to vote for something for a bill to raise the debt ceiling that also has something absolutely hysterical attached to it that yeah, Republicans like want. Like, no, no more wall. January 6th. Yeah, like, impeach Biden. <laughs> impeach Biden. Uh, look into Hunter Biden. <laughs> Oh New York God. Times right now has this really, really long story just detailing like everything with Hunter Biden. And it is, it's just a lot. Just, it's just a lot. I've like, always been through it. Yeah. I have to, yeah, None of his I'm businessy sure. stuff is like as bad as any Trump child has done. No. It's more just like, and then there's just like, you just read it and you're like, I cannot believe what Joe Biden has been through as a father. Yeah. Uh, he has, he's a hot Two, guy who's, been through a lot. Bo Biden? No, Hunter. Oh, uh, Hunter, but, Hunter. <laughs> I forgot. Bo I'm definitely. talking to Joe Manchin, Amanda, over here. <laughs> no, Hunter Biden's definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a hot man. He's been through a lot. Like, I'm sure. Your type. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Sup records on Tuesdays, famously, right after therapy for mm-hmm, me. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've talked about this pattern for me. Listen, Millie. Um, I've told you recently, you get a husband, they just snore and keep you up all night. So enjoy, well, enjoy your time. Listen, we all have our challenges. We all have our challenges. I'm so tired. No, I know. I know. I'm not, there's no complaints for me, except I can fix Hunter Biden. Absolutely. <laughs> I oh, can, yeah. I'll be the one that fixes him. No. Um, His brother's yeah, wife thought she could. The brother's wife, I mean, damn. That's. I just that's, think about like, oh, that must have been. After I read the article, I went back to Naomi Biden's um, Instagram, was like trying to zoom in on pics to like catch interactions. I'm sure it's all smooth, but. uh, That must, I mean, I'm sorry. That first hookup was probably so hot. (laughs) I know. I just, I take the wrong things away from stories. I was watching the Harry. That's why people love the sub podcast. Yeah. I'm like, I watched the Harry and Megan documentary and everyone's like, Megan this, Harry that. I'm like. They probably had the craziest sex in that tent in Botswana. <laughs> they were Definitely. in Botswana in a tent for a week. You just make whatever <laughs> noise you want. Just exactly. I blame it on all the exotic yeah. birds. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. That is our that is our very dynamic Political. show with a range you can't find anywhere else. 
We'll no be back. Else. We're here all week. We're here all week until We're the end of democracy. Week. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sasmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sasmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.